Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, the show about sex and happiness. And today I am very, very excited. Um, this is going to be a different show, kind of, because actually uh, it's going to be very different. I'm interviewing a, a former military officer, somebody who had a 25-year military career, and we're going to be talking about what does, how, what does military have to do with sex and happiness? What is this have to do. Now, you may remember back to my old show, uh, which was called Tantra Cafe, when I interviewed Sean Roop. And Sean Roop was an Air Force officer, and he was, uh, they thought he was very psychic. He's now a famous Tantra teacher, and they thought he was very psychic when he was in the service, so they sent him to all these paranormal trainings so he could sense things about the enemy. He could read things behind enemy lines and stuff. And so he, the name of that show is called From Warrior to Lover. And so, <laughs> so that's the only time in the past, and I haven't even done it on this show, Sex and Happiness, I've interviewed somebody who has such a, an extraordinary military career. But let me tell you about this person. I'll give you his bio, and then I'm going to welcome him into the show. And we're going to talk about what does all this have to do with sex and happiness. So I, my guest today is Stephen Reardon, or Steve Reardon, and he grew up in a family with a long tradition of military service, dating back to Lexington Green in 1775. Uh, Steve served in the Navy for 23 years, from 1968 through 1991. You may recognize the, 60, the dates in the 60s as Vietnam time. Uh, he was a Navy pilot for five years, an aircraft maintenance officer for 18 years. He's a veteran of Vietnam, the Gulf War, and a bunch of smaller actions like Grenada. And the way Steve puts it, and it's I want to say tongue-in-cheek, but it's not really, is that he had a Navy ID card from birth. So uh, I, I, can, I can imagine that I feel that way about certain things in my life too, Steve. So Welcome to Sex and Happiness. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Lori. Uh, I actually have had a Navy ID card since I was born. I was born on Naval Air Station Corpus Christi. My dad was a career naval officer. Wow. And you have not, not only do you have your dad was a career naval officer and somebody was going back to the Revolutionary War in your, in your family, but also you have two daughters who also have military careers or had military careers. Yeah, former wife, too. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you start looking at my family, you're, you're looking at uh, my father and mother were both naval officers, dad, of course, career. Uh, Mom was a code breaker, a Japanese, uh, Imperial Japanese Navy code breaker during World War II. Um, my wife, Patty, served in the Navy as a nurse for 30 years, and both of our daughters much to our chagrin, enlisted in the Army, um, and they were in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, both of them wounded. Um, one of them almost came home in a box. Mm. So I, it's, uh, 
it, it's a topic that I get teary about very quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, the, good for you that you're able to get teary. So, you know, because there's a lot of people who shut everything off. And I know to a certain extent you had to do that. Um, you had to shut some feelings off. So let's talk a little bit about how somebody with a huge military background, a huge military career, commander in the Navy, full commander in the Navy, gets involved in sacred sexuality. Steve, you know, you, it's time to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lori, thank you. <laughs> how, did, how did you find your way to uh, sacred sexuality? I know that you've been involved in High Human Awareness Institute, and I know, because that's how I know you, that you've been involved in ISTA, school, International School of Temple Arts. What led you to find us? What, what, uh, what drove you to us or whatever? Tell us a little background about that. Well, I think drove is the right word. Um, in 1992, this was a year after I retired, um, I, I just I felt at very loose ends. And I started something, I started studying a Course in Miracles, which I'm sure a lot of your viewers, listeners have heard of, and uh, did a lot of work uh, with the Course and with other spiritual venues, particularly out in Sedona, Arizona, and Red Rock Country. Um, and that was, that was satisfying my spirituality, but it wasn't satisfying my sexuality. Um, one of the things that... I've known about myself since, I won't say birth, but since pretty early on, was that I wasn't monogamous. And I tried living in serial monogamous relationships, uh, which never worked. And when I finally got divorced um, in 2006, I, uh, excuse me, I said 2006, I meant 2010. I started casting about for a community outside of swinging, uh, which provided some kind of meaningful sexuality, where you could have a heart connection, at the same time have a sexual connection, without having the jealousy and everything else that normally attends that. I went to my first polyamorous conference in 2011, and that opened the door to high, and then through high, I found ISTA. I'm, I'm actually embarrassed when I start thinking about how I showed up to my first ISTA retreat, which you were a facilitator of. I was. In, uh, in Massachusetts. Yep. It was, uh, it was Halloween of, of 2017. Right. I, was, I, I wore the uniform to keep everybody at arm's length. There's an exercise in um, in the high workshops mm -hmm. called "If You Really Knew Me." Yeah, if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. You wouldn't whatever. Well, my my answer to that was, if you really knew me, you'd run screaming into the night. <laughs> mm. and, and that's how I saw myself. Uh, and so, because I saw that, and I I feared rejection from all sides, I wore armor. Got it. You know, I, I finally, this um, this past summer at the ISTA workshop, the, the second level one, 
that I attended um, again with Frank, Crystal Dawn, and Kamala Devi. I realized that when I looked in the mirror, I saw myself in uniform. Right. And with then your I thought, armor, your, with your armor on, like you saw yourself with your armor on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, every time, I mean, that was every single day. When I looked in the mirror, that's what I saw. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm still very much in my military tribe. I'm on base five days a week and for various reasons. Um, so it's not as though I've been divorced from my military tribe. On the other hand, uh, I've never attended any military unit reunions or anything like that. Just because I, you know, just old times are not something I want to hash over. Right. They don't hold positive memories for me. Well, uh, I mean, look, I mean, you've been involved in some of the United, look, I, you know, I don't want to get into the whole politics of the Vietnam War, but I have to say that that's some of the United States' darkest times. I agree. And um, if you were, you know, you were a military officer then and carrying out whatever, where, like you said, you didn't want to get into the details, and a lot of people can or cannot relate to it. Certainly at this last sister, a lot of people could relate to it. And I, have being a former total protester, I went to school in Washington, D.C. I went to George Washington University, undergraduate and graduate right in the heart of the 60s and early 70s. I didn't go to class every day. I protested the war every day. Yeah. There was a demonstration at the White House or on the Mall every single day of pretty much of my college career. So you and me back then wouldn't have seen eye to eye. <laughs> Lori, it's worse than that. My life coach of four years is a Vietnam War draft dodger who went to Canada. <laughs> I know. I couldn't figure out how you two got together. <laughs> Neither could I. I. I remember a cartoon of that period of time, and it shows a picture of this Navy pilot in full regalia standing with, uh, and he's fairly tall, standing with his arm around this short, hippie-looking character. And the caption underneath is, can a Yankee imperialist air pirate and a draft dodger ever be friends? And you are. And 50 years later, yeah, yeah, I, I would consider my life coach my closest personal friend. Yeah, I got it. And me, your, and your, you, best, and and me, your best is to facilitate a person who probably in the day would have spit on you. And I, I apologize for feeling like that. You have helped me, you personally, and my my connection with you and my and my love for you has personally helped me um, surface and unleash a whole bunch of feelings that I stuffed and hardened myself to back in that day as well. Just by our interaction, lots of old feelings of terror that I didn't know that I had came up for me mm -hmm. in our last interaction. So, I mean, thank you. Well, thank you, Lori. Uh, I'm going to I want to share two things. Well, first of all, I want to thank you and Frank and, of course, the other, well, you and Frank in particular, for not giving up on me because I would have given up on me if I'd seen me a year ago. Um, the second thing is I, I, don't, 
I don't have the words to describe the depth of gratitude I feel for you taking me through an incredibly painful experience that I had completely blocked from the Vietnam War. And I had no idea that was going to happen. I certainly didn't want it to happen. And yeah. it, um, and yet in that particular exercise, I know we don't talk about just exercises, so I won't get into the details. We can say emotional release, though. I've done at least 10 shows on emotional release, maybe more. All right. Well, the, the, yeah, the emotional release exercise, uh, also called aspecting, where we're pounding on billows. Um, it, it just took me, it took me straight into a situation that I had completely blocked and put me in that situation as all was happening today. And yeah. I've, never, I've never had that. Um, and most of the time, people don't want that sort of thing. If it hadn't happened, Lori, I don't think I would have come out the other side. It yeah, was, I, I, I think that's what you were afraid of. I mean, when you looked at me and you said, I'm going to do it, but I need you near me because I'm, I, I'm afraid I'll get violent or something. You said something. I, I, I was like, oh, no, you won't. I'm going to be right there with you. And I like, I trust the process. I've been doing emotional release clearings for, you know, 40 years. I've had all kinds of things in my presence happen. And um, I wasn't afraid. I knew I could be there for you. Well, I'm glad. Uh, it was funny <laughs> because I, I actually had a dream about that um, night before last. Mm. And, uh, and in it, in it, I turned around and assaulted you, not <laughs> not you as a person, but you as a representative of a Vietnamese guard. Yeah, I got it. Well, you, I mean, it's it could have been easy for you to mistake me as that during the process, but at that point, yeah. But you didn't. I kept saying to you, "This is Laurie Handler sitting here with you." Open your eyes, look at me, and then go back. And so we, I, you know, we paced it. It was. It was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. Let's, we need to take a little break here and then we can, sure, by all means. we can drop into it a little deeper. So, um, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. And I'm Laurie Handlers, who you know, I'm your host. And today I'm, I have the privilege actually of interviewing Steve Reardon, who, um, who is a career military guy who also found his way to sacred sexuality, to the study of sacred sexuality, to opening up not only in a way of being non-monogamous, but also to opening up to things that many military people have to keep inside themselves, uh, structured, uh, behind uh, armor, until, you know, like for the rest of their lives, they have to keep these things and, uh, and, and pain, physical pain, emotional pain. And Steve found his way has a path out of that and somehow he through that he found me and I found him and we're kind of stuck together now <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll we'll be right back we're going to delve a little bit more into what he's talking about and what's in the future for him and why you if you're listening to this if you're a military personnel or if you're somebody who's who's married to one has a brother father sister you know who's been in the military who's locked up 
since their war experience or whatever uh, might want to get in touch with Steve. He has something to say to you. So that's why we're talking today. We'll be right back. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to Butterfly Workshops dot com that's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of sex and happiness if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this because many women say that their feelings of desire arousal and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like so i want to tell you about zestra because zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes, and at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers 
on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness. Again, I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Stephen Reardon, who it was a, uh, a full naval commander. He was a pilot during the Vietnam War. He's been in other uh, events that were... Uh, that were produced by the United States over the past 25, 30, 40 years. And, um, and he's on the other side of it now and still involved with the military um, and, and, and has a whole military family, which we talked about in segment one. So, Steve, like, seriously, while we were in that emotional release segment, you did relive some prisoner of war experiences. You had some flashbacks, and I don't want you to – talk about those because I don't even know what good that would be to talk about them. I I don't even believe in talk therapy anyway, but what, so where, what's next for you? Where are you going with sacred sexuality? It's like, um, clearly you are committed. You're more serious than most people that come to the, to the classes. You've done ISTA level one, three times. You've done ISTA practitioner training one time and i know you're coming to somewhere you're going somewhere to do as to level two so and in this level two you kill off everything you kill off your identity you kill off your ego you kill off the hooks you kill off everything that you know as yourself and come out you know and you've kind of done that already so what t- what, what would people gain from being in sacred sexuality like you're clearly a, a benefactor Oh, wow, Lori. Uh, <laughs> how long do we have? <laughs> you got like 10 minutes to tell me this. <laughs> okay. Uh, boy, I feel like I need a bullet point. Um, Just shoot from the head. Right. You know, like, you know, whatever. First of all, the, the sexuality portion of it, honestly, isn't nearly as important as the spiritual part of it. Um. The sexuality journey for me was interesting, and I certainly had some very profound experiences, which I want to pursue, but it's the spiritual part of ISTA that has gotten me to where I am, not the sexuality. Now, having said that, where I am now, as of today, now I want to pursue the sexuality part of it. Right. I'm not in a relationship currently, or not in a sexual relationship with anyone. Uh, and as your readers can, your readers or listeners can probably do the math. You know, I'm 72, or at least I will be next month. Well, and I just turned 71 yesterday, so. I know you did. <laughs> um, which, which brings up a whole other thing, which we'll talk offline about. Anyway. Okay. Um, at, you know, I'm 72 years old, overweight, out of shape. Uh, you know, not the world's greatest catch as far as uh, the beautiful people that sometimes show up at workshops are concerned. But I'm, I'm trying to take the spirituality that I've received, and I don't even know if spirituality is the right word. Let's call it presence. Yes, presence. Concept- I- my post body. today, my post on Facebook is about presence. Yeah. Presence, it's a gift. Well, as you know, um, the you know we put in an intent right at the beginning of each workshop. Right. My intent 
in all four workshops has been exactly the same. It has been number one, presence, be present. And number two, it's been uh, a polymate. You know, somebody that somebody that is polyamorous already and that I can share love and sexuality with. Mm. Um, the presence, certainly in my first workshop, I don't think I was present. Uh, <laughs> yeah. as, as I said, I'm embarrassed to even think about that one. But I slowly... Well, you, know, you were as present as you could be, you know, like it, you were feeling your way out around it. You had lots of body pain and armor. Yeah. Um, you were walking with a cane. I don't know. The other day when I saw you leave a couple of Sundays ago, you you weren't walking with a cane. Uh, it's certainly my, my physical ailments have receded in uh, difficulty. Let's put it that way. Uh, they're still there. You just... Everything that's happened to me over the course of uh, my my military careers catches up with you eventually, mm -hmm. as is true for everyone. Mm -hmm. but, but a lot of it is emotional, and as you do the emotional release techniques, some of that pain, some of the pain dissipates. Well, I'll tell you a story about my practitioner training. Mm -hmm. I came there. Well, you know, I got there the first day. The second day I was there, my cane broke. <laughs> and so I was walking around without the cane. The fifth day I was there, Lori, I don't know what got into me, but all of a sudden I stood up, everything felt great, and I started running the circumference of the room. I haven't run in probably a decade. Mm. And and I did the circuit I did the room circuit four times. Wow. And it was just, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, I don't think that was altitude. I don't think that was Arizona. I think that was ISTA. And my well, experience, my experience with ISTA is that when I get into the room of love with you guys, all those physical disabilities, I won't say they, they totally disappear, but they certainly recede to a point where I can participate a lot that I couldn't have. Well, so this is this is a tremendous benefit, and um, and some of this, I assert, some of it has far-reaching effect. Like when you release some of the pain, that's really emotional. That comes from the things you talked about earlier in the show about needing the armor, looking at yourself, always seeing the uniform. Yep. You release some of this emotional ties and this emotional pain. You do get the benefit of having less pain than you came in with. Um, You're right. And I like I know as an because people used to tell me that my pain walked into the room five minutes before I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people become their ailments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know, you know, I had knee problems, I had neck issues from car accidents, I had all kinds of things. And I was in my anger that I talk about so frequently how, how angry I used to how much anger I used to have underneath that anger was tremendous pain and I didn't that was the mask that was my armor so when I released the anger I got in touch with the pain and when I released the pain it went yep 
you know, it just, it went. I don't carry it anymore. So yeah, I have some aches and pains here and there once in a while, but it isn't anything like my pain walking in first. Yeah, well, I oh. fully understand that. Yeah. So I think that's happening to you as well. I, I and, believe you're right. There's another topic that I'd like to address that's really important. Mm. Uh, living in my military tribe on an almost daily basis, I, I desperately needed something else to sustain me. And that's something that ISTA has. Mm. ISTA provides you with a totally supportive tribe that you can reach out to hour by hour if you need to. And, yeah. I, you know, w without any of the judgments. I mean, my military tribe's wonderful. It provides tremendous support, but it's narrowly focused. Uh, I don't think they probably appreciate my being, um, being <laughs> out, as you put it. <laughs> Um, and since I still work within, you know, still, since I still work within the tribe, I prefer that not to be a public thing. But irregardless, um, the tribal connections that I have made throughout the country uh, are amazing. And, and thank God that the New York tribe is there because I'm able to connect with them you know, relatively frequently. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, the tribe is bigger than that. It's international. We're in 37 countries. Well, that's true. I just so, haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, there, there's, there's, much, there's much, much more, many, many more people that you have yet to meet. So I'm just I'm saying that to you. Well, you, you asked me what my plans were. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we're going to hold on a second. We're going to take another break. Okay. When we come back, I'm, you're going to tell your plans and we're going to tell people how they could get in touch with you because I have a feeling, like, while I don't think most of the military listens to my show, Sex and Happiness, I feel that people, my listeners, uh, I feel they will get in touch with people that they know who are in the military and those people may, in fact, want to get in touch with you. So I think we'll cover that in, sec in segment three. Sounds great. Okay, so this is Laurie Handlers. You're listening to Sex and Happiness. We, I'm talking today with Steve Reardon, who um, who I adore, and who is making has made a difference in my life, and who has allowed me to make a difference in his life. And the odds of that happening back in the '60s and '70s were nil, but we're in 2018, towards the end right now, and miracles have happened and and we being in connection and in a loving a loving relationship is one of those miracles so stay tuned we're coming right back so many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show she says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home and you can practice Lottie Han, too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com 
right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add, trust me on this, I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say, Laurie Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. And we're back with Sex and Happiness. And um, in this segment, I want to talk, Steve, I want to talk about what some of your plans are for the future and then how people can get in touch with you if they need to talk to somebody who, and they were in a similar spot to you. How can they... Uh, release these things? How can they release both the emotional, physical, and spiritual pain from their bodies and become more loving and and more having a life that they want now? Well, first of all, I'll talk about what's ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because um, I honestly think that, that you and Frank would not have approved me to attend level two until this last go around. And, um, you know, I really, I really feel ready now to be able to surrender. You know, as you put it, you have to surrender all your total identity. I, I think I'm able to do that. Uh, (laughs) What a ride that's going to be. I can't wait to hear it from you on the other side. Yeah, me too. I just wish you were going to be part of the facilitators. Me too. But it's Uh, okay. Maybe you'll do two again. Oh, I, I am. I'm already scheduled. So anyway, long story short. Uh, Guatemala, April, and then I am doing level one and level two back to back in July at Eastern Mountain. Okay, so I'll be there in the level two. So I'll be facilitating Great. with Crystal Dawn and Bruce Lyon. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been toying with the idea of applying to be on team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get so much out of being a participant. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, it's like, okay, well, I have something I can share. I can do that. Uh, Lord knows I've been a leader most of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, you know, it's a quandary. And it's one of those things I recognize I really don't have to decide right now. You know, it, will, it will come. It'll probably come in the form of you guys saying you need to be, a t- need to be on team this time. Yeah, that would be fine with me. I would love that. So. Yeah, well, I'll wait. I'll wait until I hear from you. 
Okay. Uh, so, yeah, when you when you send the invitation without me prompting, then we'll look at it. Okay. But the uh, the what I would say about someone listening in who is thinking about this. First of all, be ready to change your life because it will. Um, do your level best to show up with an out, out an agenda. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm the poster child for not being able to do that. <laughs> Thank uh, you for admitting that. Yeah, and um, just be present. Even if you can't show up without a whole bunch of stuff, and I recognize how difficult that can be, if you could just be present without um, putting a, your own spin on things, that will be incredibly helpful. Uh, and I readily admit, my very first workshop, I didn't do anything that I'm talking about. I came in with an agenda. I wasn't present. And despite all that, uh, it was still a very, very cathartic experience. Mm -hmm. And and I'm very and I'm convinced that that workshop and the people that I met at that workshop, who I stayed in touch with afterwards, really paved the way for the healing that's happened this year. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed that something I've been hanging on to desperately for 45 years. Feels like it's just dissipated, Lori. I'm, yeah. It's like I'm. I'm at the point now where it's sort of like, who am I? Yeah. Um, well, can I just say that's the shamanic aspect when we say spiritual, sexual, shamanic experience. The shamanic aspect is yeah, something you've been holding on to for 45 years just dissipates, and then all of a sudden you're in Lati Han, which is moving in the unknown yep. and not knowing exactly who you are and not rushing to fill it up with some, some new identity or some anything else, just being, being comfortable in, in the unknown and moving in the unknown. Well, I have to tell you that that, for me, that hasn't entirely been true. Um, once I realized I'd taken the uniform off, frankly, I was terrified. Yeah. And we're talking very recently here. Um, and and the desire was well I got to fill this up because the unknown and the military don't go together they're not in the same galaxy right uh, the other thing that you talked about early on which I'm going to go back to for a minute uh, I very much identified with uh, two two Simon and Garfunkel songs one is the sound of silence and the other is uh, I am a rock. I am, rock. I am an island. How did I know you were going to say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, hello, hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah. And uh, a rock feels no pain. An island never cries. Right. And I'm pretty certain I did not cry during my first, first or second, or probably even third, Esther. No, you cried because I was I I was crying. And you were crying. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. I I don't remember <laughs> those details, but I remember them. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you do. <laughs> um yeah, the uh you know, if you're oh, I should also emphasize something else. Mm. Uh 
the VA has declared me 70% disabled because of PTSD. So if you're out there and you're suffering from PTSD, uh, I can relate both to men and women. Right. And I'd be happy to talk with whoever wants to talk. Well, that's good. That's the To me, that's the point. When I invited you to be on the show, for me, the point was, how can I reach these people who are out there? I know they're out there. There's, there's millions of veterans out there, uh, and they might be suffering as a rock feels no pain and an island never cries by themselves. Yeah, that's your absolute and right. With PTSD, yeah. I mean, you know, it may be. And that's why I felt so moved to say to you, you know what, Steve, do a show with me. Let's talk to these people. Let's let them know that there's something out there for them and they don't have to, like, keep going through this alone or, or hiding it from, you know, their friends and family because it's so painful. Like, when we're working together at ISTA, I don't care what the content is. Like, I don't need to know what the story is. I just need to know that that you're getting free. That's what I need to know. <laughs> I love it, Lori. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't care about it. But to me, okay. I mean, look, having a military story, I mean, it's it could be scary. It could be, you know, certainly some of yours was scary. Um, at least to me anyway. But um, to me, it's the same as somebody having the story where that, you know, they've been sexually violated or abused and they just want to keep hanging on to that story as their reason to be, you know, raise on debt. And, and to me, I want, I, I'm not interested in the story. How are you going to get free? How are you going to be a sovereign being no. uh, in this world? And that to me is what, that's why I do what I do. You bring up a, a very uh, cogent point, something I want to address before I forget it. I don't know, unfortunately, a single woman who has served in the U.S. Armed Forces, including my mother, my former wife of 30 years, and my daughter, who has not been subject to some form of sexual harassment or bias. Mm -hmm. I wish that weren't true, but... It's a fact, and yeah, I've I'm had sad about it. I, I've had command of a number of units with a lot of women in them, and it, it's uh, it's something that normally it's the kind of thing where only an alcoholic can talk to another alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Only only someone who's been subject to that can talk to somebody who's experienced it. Mm -hmm. Speaking as a speaking as a former commanding officer. I would be happy to talk with anyone, and please don't, there is absolutely no judgment here. I will accept your story at face value because I've seen too much of it myself. Got it. Well, let me ask you this, Steve. How, if someone wanted to talk to you, what would be the way, best way for them to get in touch with you? Because we're kind of winding down now. So I, I love that say, you uh, made that offer, and I, and I would have asked you for it, but you, you gave it freely. So. Yeah. Um, I would say the best thing to do is uh, email. Uh, do you want me to put that on the air, or do you want to just attach it to the uh, – You could say it right now, and then it will get, be attached as a link when the show, get, when the show comes. 
Okay, it's Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, dot J dot R-I-O-R-D-A-N at gmail.com. Okay, Stephen dot J dot Reardon. Uh, Do I say your last name? Yes, you do. You're one of the few that gets it right, Lori. Thank you. (laughs) Stephen dot J dot Reardon at gmail.com. Right. I realize that's highly original, but hey, you know. (laughs) it's okay it's okay all right so we need to uh sign off now and i want to before i sign off i just want to say that um i'm it's for me it's an honor and a privilege to not only have you on the show but to call you my friend and to know that um we have some plans in the future to uh, concoct something that makes a difference in other military personnel's lives i don't know what will happen but my fingers are crossed about that. And um, and I appreciate you for openly and candidly speaking about this stuff and giving other people a chance to open up and heal. Thank you, Lori. I'm going to put a plug in. Um, I am putting together a Facebook group inside of ISTA specifically for military veterans of all nations But I would also like to extend that offer to people who served in police forces and firefighters. Yes. They also put their life on the line every time they put a uniform on. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I got it. I'm open, and any way I can support, I will. Thank you, And for those listening don't know what ISTA is, it's International School of Temple Arts. I am a lead facilitator for ISTA. You can find out more at schooloftemplearts.org. And for now, uh, Steve, thanks for being my guest. This is Laurie Handler signing off for Sex and Happiness. And uh, please tune in next time when I will have another amazing guest for you for your transformation through pleasure, sex and happiness. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.